Podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And Shelly Waltar. Oh, uh, hello. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, are you guys, what are you guys geeking out about this week? Actually, before I do that, I haven't done this in a minute. Uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Grace. All our patrons. We were over $200. Um, I think we're a few bucks under it now. I think someone, someone left us. But uh, the fact that we're that close to $200 a month is crazy. Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout-out to everyone who's donating to our Patreon. We love you. Um, you make Geeks Under Grace stand. Um, so we, we appreciate that. Yeah. Now, Joe, what did you get out about this week? Uh, Shelly, you want to go first? You, you take it first this week. You're, you're struggling. Struggle there busting. We go. I'm struggle busting, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly have not done She doesn't a drink lot. Red Bull. I don't drink Red Bull. <laughs> That is, or coffee. This is true. Or coffee. Um, I haven't had, I had some tea. It doesn't matter. I'm tired. School is back in swing completely, and I have had no time to do pretty much anything geeky, which yep. um, is a little bit sad, but there's, you know, some things going on. Uh, as I mentioned last week, um, Nerd. this, la- <laughs> this last <laughs> session of um, D&D was yesterday, um, which is kind of I mean okay it's the one that I've been doing since the beginning of last year so it's kind of a big deal you know that's yeah. our final last session um basically what we did is we defeated the devil hey. <laughs> the devil incarnate like it was great Jesus would be proud yeah it's um, like playing Diablo yeah so basically <laughs> imagine like it was actually really funny um so we have our little minifigures, right, on our board, and we always have our little minifigures on our board, but our DM made this, like, actually huge, like, to-scale um, dinosaur-looking thing, which is what's supposed to be, like, you know, our boss fight. Um, oh. So we're basically fighting evil Godzilla. <laughs> like, Godzilla's already evil. We were fighting so more evil Godzilla. the devil Although... It was actually really anticlimactic how we killed him because the final hit was someone using Ice Storm. So he basically died from Side hail. Note, LJ, oh. I definitely expect a Godzilla cry after she says Godzilla. Just throwing that out there. Maybe a little <laughs> blue oyster cult Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. Oh, goodness gracious. But yeah, so <laughs> he died from hail. That's you died from hail? Hey, if you play Gears of War, hail can kill you there, too. I mean, really? fair enough. Razor but... hail, man. Oh, okay. You're I haven't played the games regular. in a long time, and I only played, like... I never owned a game, so I played very much with, like, friends. Yeah, co-op. Razor hail. But, but yeah, yeah that's, have you ever that's watched... perfectly reasonable. I know Shelly hasn't. <laughs> Joe, did you watch the old-school Godzilla vs. King Kong? No. <sighs> now I'm, not, I feel a, I'm not a kaiju guy. <laughs> okay, so... If, if I'm not a kaiju guyju... I think we brought this up last time we talked about Kong and Godzilla, but in the old school one, spoilers, if you haven't watched the one from, like, the 50s, um, I don't know how old it is. I don't think it's that bad, but um, Kong actually ends up, like, he's weakened by thunderstorms. Oh, yeah. So they're, like, running around a helicopter, and Godzilla's, like, winning, and they're like, why is Godzilla winning? And he's like, well, it's, it's raining out. Kong is weak against the thunder. Not the lightning. The thunder. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that's weak. Um, but yeah, so we defeated him, and that was... Um, it wasn't actually too emotional, I think, all of us. Because here's the thing. 
our group is still going to keep playing D&D together. We're just not going to do the same campaign. We're going to do a new, more modern one. Well, not... Sure. Okay, we're going to do a Hollow Earth expe- expedition thing. So, like, 30s, Indiana Jones type, like, Journey to the Center of the Earth That sounds sort super of thing. cool. It does sound super cool. So, I'm really excited, but I'm also, like, you know, a little bit sad. I'm like, <laughs> we just... Uh, we just finished our, you know, main campaign, but... We'll, we'll keep yeah, doing that. Will there be dinosaur Satans in the new... Uh, Potentially. We'll see. I bet they're fire-breathing salamanders, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 30,000 feet under the... Uh, besides that, I actually joined another D&D campaign as well. So my week's just been filled with D&D, which is fine with me. I love Dungeons & Dragons. But um, in this other one, it's also oh. fantasy. And it's super interesting because um, just like a little bit of context, my character is a basically a cat person like Khajiit, except... A little bit different than Khajiit. Um, so, and with the other people in my campaign, their characters, one of them is uh, hates women, so already there's weird conflict there. Another one is an elf, and I made my character absolutely hate elves. Um, another <laughs> one is, um, hates my race. <laughs> so there's weird tension there. Then the last one just flirts with every woman he sees. So, I'm in a really weird place in my campaign. I'm, my character is, and I'm trying to figure out like how am I going to role play in all these situations because yeah. it's just all so weird. Um, but yeah, um, that's going to be really fun though, um, I think. And so that's been mostly my week. But also, just today I saw uh, I don't remember the name of the girl who um, voices Ruby. In the show Ruby, it's Lindsay something or other, but she posted something saying, like, basically saying, like, hey, we're starting voice acting and, like, voice recordings today for season five. So that got me really excited because I've also been watching, you know, rewatching Ruby still. Um, so I'm really excited for season five coming in the fall. Um, besides that, we do have some movie news that I'd like to get into a little bit. Um, there is news that Mulan will have some focus on music, but that does not necessarily mean that it will be a musical like Beauty and the Beast was. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. You know, all we really want is uh. With the raging wounded. Yeah, that song. <laughs> that's all. That's the only song we need. And um, the other one. Dark side of the moon. The re- reflection <laughs> one. That one's a good one. When will my I don't know how I'm gonna feel like show. if Eddie Murphy isn't. Yeah, that was gonna be my next Shamu. question. Oh, yeah. Like, you guys are disappointing me so much right now. What's you don't the remember the name? lyrics, and you don't remember Mushu. Dishonor Mushu. on you. Dishonor on your cow. Gosh. <laughs> I called it. What did I call it? Shimu. Yeah. You sound like Shamu. He's not an orca. He's a dragon. 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 I don't do that tongue thing. Trogdor was a man. I've already thrown in two <laughs> Mulan references. Um, <laughs> I'll just try to as many Mulan references as I can while talking about the new Mulan. But um, yeah, I, I mean, George or sorry, not George's Jungle. What am I talking about? Um, Jungle Book. That one wasn't the new live action one. Wasn't a musical, was it? No, or, I haven't seen no? it. No, because I haven't seen it either. Okay, I don't so, remember. I do not remember music. You don't. They, did they sing Bare Necessities? That's. I mean, that's kind of the. They did sing Bare Necessities a little bit. Okay. Huh. But it, well, I don't. I don't remember it being like a whole thing. They threw in references. Okay. Okay. So, 
Yeah, I just... The Lion King better be a musical. Yeah. I'll be I... so mad. Because Beauty and the Beast, like, they're... Obviously, that was a musical, like, the live-action one. And it was really mm-hmm. good. So I'm just thinking, I'm just hoping that they do make it a musical, but I don't know. They as they do say, like, it'll have a musical of a focus, so at least there's that, but that really doesn't... That doesn't really say anything. It doesn't really give anything, so... Anyway, right. th- that's um, news on Mulan. Um, something I didn't know about, but now I do. <laughs> Shrek 5. Why? I didn't know they were making another Shrek. I thought they were done after 3, and then they made a 4th, and then I'm like, you guys are dumb, and now they're making a 5th, and I don't even yeah, understand. I didn't even know there was a 4th. Like but, the land before time. <laughs> um, what I hate is it's gone through the like the transition of what PG used to be, because you get a, get away with a lot more with PG. Yeah. Oh yeah. When the first track came out. The first track. There's a, there's adult jokes in there. Like. There's a lot of adult references yeah. in there. Um, but like, it really grew up after the first, or it grew down. It, it was very grown up the first one, and then they become a really kids type movie the second one. Yeah. They should just yeah. the rest PG thirteen. Shrek should be PG-13 in my mind. Well, see, because basically I think what happened is that they released Shrek thinking, oh, kids are going to come to this, but, like, we also want, like, you know, adults to like this, and we'll just see what type of audience comes out of it. And then they got, like, how it's a mostly kids' obvious audience, and they kind of went off with that and totally forgot the adult thing, so... Which is like, eh, I mean, I understand that. But either way, Shrek 5 is not needed. Nobody needs a Shrek 5. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, news says that it's going to be a... Quote, reinvention. Low. So, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but apparently they're not just going to take off where they left off, like, immediately and have it be the same formula. They're going to just... What if they rebooted Shrek? If they reboot Shrek? <laughs> that makes no... S- that's dumb. That would Why officially would... be the most unnecessary reboot. No, that would... I the original really movie is fantastic. It's yeah. a good... It's a solid movie. I mean... With Smash Mouth, you don't really so need good. to see the second or third or fourth. On I never saw the fourth. I don't think I saw the third. I don't either. know what the fourth is even about. The fourth, I remember trailers coming out for it, and that's the one where it, apparently he just everyone forgets him, and I don't even remember. It's like the Ice Age. Has Rumpel still? Like, we don't need any more Ice Age movies. They keep making those. Yeah, I just I just think that movie producers need to know when to stop and they need to and who knows maybe maybe we'll be wrong maybe Shrek 5 will actually be amazing but I am just stop highly stop doubt making it. money. Yeah. Fact. Anyway, um <laughs> that's it for me. Joe, what's up with you? All right. So, I got a lot I, I've been trying to hit a lot of stuff this weekend. I had a uh, my day off last week so i got to tie a bunch of stuff into there i bought uh early access to a ps4 game called skyforge i was curious on what it was and the early access which with the ps plus was like 11 bucks Mm -hmm. it's a free-to-play mmo but in reality it's actually like a third person action game that's just button mashing and you get new gear for it oh okay Hmm. it's it's gonna be pretty weak but I've put a couple of hours into it at this point, just trying. I mean, I don't know. You're, you're not unless you have nothing else to do. You're probably not going to care at all about Skyforge. No way. Yeah. But I wanted to try it out. I want like an MMO 
where it feels like a real, like a normal game. I don't know how to put this into words. Like, like an Assassin's Creed game that was an MMO. Yeah. But your character played like Assassin's Creed and it was all open world and like you had other assassins just running past you because it was all an actual MMO and not like a co-op thing. Every tower would have 15 people hanging out at the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. They kind of did that a little bit with DC. What was that MMO? The DC one. But DC I Universe know, Online? wasn't feeling that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so that that's kind of what Skyforge is. I wasn't sure. I had to do some research to figure out that it was even an MMO. Like, they don't advertise that anywhere. Huh. I thought maybe it was a MOBA, but it's so not. So do you see characters run across past you? Yeah, you do. Huh. In in the hub. Yeah. So you're, you're in a hub world where you can, like, you know, get gear, take on quests and stuff. And then you kind of take on a mission. And I don't know if you can even team up on those missions yet. Because every mission that I've done has just dropped me solo in a thing. Uh, so the base version of the game <clears throat> is going to have three classes. They're very much leaning on the Holy Trinity of MMOs. You can either be a, uh, a, a sword and board. Titan. Paladin. They Hunter. call it a paladin. Yeah, no, it's, paladin should be Titan. It's a shield and sword. Yeah. And then you have what they call a cryo mage, which is like an ice mage. So that's your weak ah, I glass what they cannon. I'll try to go with Destiny's. Yeah. Uh, and then they have the healer class. It's just a cleric healer. Okay. So they're leaning very heavy into that. If you pay for the more expensive early versions of the game, you get access to more classes straight they're out of the gate. Hunter Titan, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Destiny, um, I know we brought it up last week, but Destiny 2. Um, yeah, they, more trailers for it. Has it changed your mind at all? I wanted to bring that up with you. A little bit. I have. Yeah. I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm still upset that I get to keep nothing from the original game. Mm-hmm. But I respect that they took it to the point of saying, oh, hey, Destiny 2's around because the entire first world burned to the ground when it was attacked. <laughs> and then they used Nathan Fillion. Have you not seen it yet? <laughs> I've seen it. I have. But I'm just thinking about the fact that, like, we burned the first game to the ground. So here's the second one. <laughs> yeah, pretty. I mean, that's pretty Start much over. what it is, though. <laughs> like, you know, uh, Nathan Fillion is Cade Six. He's in there. Him and uh, the the Titan. Yeah, I can't leader. remember his name. I can't remember his name either. But they they're going back and forth like it's splitting camera angles, and he, yeah. you know, and Cade Six is like, everything is gone. Your stuff, my stuff, but most importantly, my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> See, so. I don't. I, I watched this trailer, and uh, we're getting kind of derailed here. But like, I didn't like go. I want this game. I was like, man, I kind of want a CGI movie from these guys. That, that would be cool. I mean, they showed a little mm. bit of that brilliance in the in the commercials for the first one. Yeah, and there. I mean, they did some live action stuff for those first Destiny commercials. Yeah. I mean, that game was so hyped. Yeah. Um, oh, live action would be oh cool I too, remember but. that. What I'm really hoping is that they can take what they wanted one to be and actually make that into two. Yeah. Because there was so much content that they tucked away in, like, you know those cards or whatever that you could unlock? Mm-hmm. That's where all, a bulk of the story and stuff was. It would have been really cool to see that stuff play out in the world. There was a lot of stuff that, I mean, like you said, they are mostly answered in those cards, but... uh 
not reading the cards because I'm lazy, I felt like I was missing a ton of information. They would set something yes. up, and there would be questions. You're like, well, I can't wait to see that later. Yeah. And then it would just never happen. Um, yep. So we'll see. I will definitely, like, not buy it until I've seen other people buy it and like it. That's kind of where I'm at. Or if we can get a review copy or something when, when it comes out in, what, September, October? I can't remember. Just give me the movie. Like I'm that. into CGI movies right now. Kingslave was great. And then uh, yeah. Netflix showed me something called Gantz Zero or something. I haven't watched it yet. Um, okay. But uh, I was excited about that. And there's a there's a fighting Tekken. There's a Tekken one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But anyways, that's way off track. I'll let you get I, speaking of watching movies, though, I, I have watched a couple things this week as well. I rented Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them over the weekend. Yeah. How'd you like have it? Have you not seen it yet? That was the first time I'd seen it. Wow, what'd you think? I liked it. I don't know how that's going to set up for longevity compared to, like, the Harry Potter series. Yeah. You know, I mean, where you have years at the Academy, they they definitely build that in. But I think it was cool to see 1930s America with with that concept yeah. kind of strewn, in, strewn into it. Eddie Redmayne. So good. <laughs> They're His about, character... Like, Newt Gingrich? Scamander. No, what's his Scamander? name? Scamander, yeah. <laughs> None of you got that joke. Nobody oh. got my joke. What was it? I didn't even hear you. I said Newt Gingrich. Oh, nope. I've Never gone. mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, goodness. LJ says um, he did, but we can't hear him. His words. <laughs> it was a lame joke anyway. But his if you watch him interact with the other characters, he doesn't make eye contact. Yeah. That drives me insane. Really? I've never seen anyone act the way that he does in that movie, and it made me really, like... It makes you uncomfortable, but it's really cool to me. Um, Like, that had to be really hard for him as an actor to do, because he's breaking, like, a rule. Yeah, Yeah, like, that's definitely in his character, like, as Newt's character. So, yeah, it's it's super interesting. It had to be really hard for him to do that, Uh, but I thought that was really cool. It does make you uncomfortable, though, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm about five episodes into Marvel's Iron Fist. What do you think? So far, I really like it. So the reason I started watching it, I heard that it was critically garbage. But I wanted a martial arts movie, a uh, martial arts type <laughs> thing. I've been watching a little bit of Into the Badlands as well. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I watched the first the like, new season three that just came out. episodes of that. Okay. I've, I'm... I think I'm on the third episode of Into the Badlands, but it's so ridiculous. Into the Badlands. I watched the newest episode. I won't give any spoilers away, but there's a scene where he's hanging from a like wooden plank that's like above him. What are those called? The scabbards or whatever. Um, yeah. And he literally pulls himself up into a flip and lands on what he was hanging onto. I've seen that in martial arts stuff before, okay. and it's so ridiculous. But uh, yeah. it's cool. But so far, I'm really enjoying Iron Fist. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see what people were so freaked out about for it. Now, I didn't finish Daredevil season two. Oh wow! I, I kind of fell out of love with it. Just other stuff happening. I didn't get around to finishing it. Mm-hmm. I have zero interest in Jessica Jones, and I haven't gotten around to watching Luke Cage because the tie into Jessica Jones. It's way less tied in than you would think. Okay, but what I have um, seen of Iron Fist so far, I'm enjoying. Yeah, I, I actually finished the series this last week, um, and I think from episode five, it gets way better than it was, um, but I had someone come up to me and ask me, um, 
why I why I hated it. And I definitely don't hate it, and I want to stress that, that uh, I think it was really great. I just understood the criticism people were giving it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think that Daredevil had better choreography. That doesn't make sense to me at all, that Daredevil would have better choreography than a kung fu. Yeah, martial of... arts should be, like, the most choreographed True. thing you're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think my issue with the fighting scenes in this show, um, and you'll start to notice this, um, they cut back and forth a lot. Um, and so he'll do something super quick. You don't really get to see it. And then they, like cut it so that you can't focus on what he's doing okay. um probably to make it look more intense but it it really pulls away from i i loved the beauty in the infamous um hallway scene in daredevil season one yeah and so i've always wanted i just want more of that um seamless th- now there was a hallway scene in in iron fist but not as amazing no i agree <laughs> but it was still pretty cool i mean yeah the triad's hatchet shatters on his hand that's pretty and cool. And that's the one thing, like, if they would have made that scene seamless, like they did with the, the Daredevil one, where it's all one camera shot, um, yeah, I think that would have been really cool. And I understand they probably don't want to do the same thing twice, but uh, to me, the choreography that took to do that uh, was really masterful. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, really small criticisms. I really enjoyed the show. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for uh, the Defenders that will be coming out after this. Defenders! Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got back to a little bit a little bit of Breath of the Wild this week. I made it to yeah. Gerudo. Cool. I did the, the little like dungeon for Gerudo. Got the the item that you need there. I have I'm ready to go tackle the first beast down there. That is nice. The beast will be a dungeon. Okay. So uh, this will be nothing. my first this will be my first beast. Okay, that's actually that was the first one that I beat too, and I'm only, oh, I act like I've done a lot. That was my first and only beast so far. Okay, <laughs> so I was talking to a coworker today, and he was like, "Wait, you went where first? He just beat the game over the weekend. Apparently, it's the worst one to start with. That's he was like he was like think of the theme here. So for those that are wondering, it's in it's Gerudo, right? And the the monster is lightning based, and so apparently, I mean. In this game, when you get hit by lightning, if you don't know, electric damage makes you drop your sword and shield. Oh, right. You have to scramble to pick your gear up. So, I'm I'm imagining it's going to be a rough dungeon. It's probably easier to do, like... Because you can get, like, uh, rubber stuff that's, like, lightning-resistant. I just ate lightning-resistant food, got prepared, um, and I was good. Like, there's probably easier ways to do it. And I've been told, too, that it's, like, the worst one to go to to start with. Um, yeah. That's naturally where I gravitated towards as well. I think probably because it's the opposite side of the map. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, I got to go exactly where I'm well, not supposed to. Okay, <laughs> so this is just really cool for me to... I think this yeah. would be really cool for me to explain. So I was actually just wandering the desert, or wandering the countryside like you do in a big open no world name. game. Yeah. I give all my horses names. My horses are actually named after D and D classes. Hey, oh, that's cool. I have that's as cool. of right now, I have paladin and cleric. Oh, I, that's cool. So I have a few horses, and I name them all after horses that I used to own as a kid because I used to ride horses. My that's first job was training horses. Yeah. Um, except for there's Ganon's horse, like is in the game. It's not really Ganon's horse, huh? Shannon. Shannon, no. Shannon. <laughs> not I, I named it Kratos, and my wife thought I should have called it, like, Flash or something, because it's super slow, because um, it's this giant, beefy horse. Uh, I called it Kratos, 
because uh, God of War. Yeah. Um, because Link's horse is Epona, which is the goddess of horses. Oh, uh, okay. So that's where I went cool. with that. Um, while we're talking about Nintendo stuff, I also play a little bit more Has Been Heroes. I'm about 15 hours into that game, and I've only beaten the game the one time through. They make it more difficult the second time through, and <laughs> that game is already really difficult. My review of that's up on the site. Um, it's a lot of RNG. It's really frustrating. But yeah, uh, talking about Nintendo stuff, there's news that came out, I guess, just over the weekend that apparently if you leave your Nintendo Switch in a dock almost exclusively, the heat can warp the unit. That's ridiculous. Like, uh, can't handle the heat. Yeah. And I only <laughs> leave mine in the dock when I'm playing Zelda. Mm-hmm. So that just happened to be a fortunate thing I'm doing, I guess. But yeah. The fact that that thing, they didn't create a venting well enough for it to not warp the unit? Come yeah. on. Yeah, that's a little wow. bad on Nintendo's part. I <laughs> think they were prepared for something like that a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, that's not something they can replace either. The Joy-Con. Uh, I got my Joy-Con back already, by the way. I don't. Oh, wow, that was fast. Yeah. Um, Lightning but, speed. Like, this isn't something that you can just send in and... They can fix quick. If it's warped, like, your, your console, whole console is broken. Yeah. That's oh, you're talking about your controller. Uh, Mad Cats had to file bankruptcy this week. That's insane. That's, that's crazy. Mad Cats has been around for as long as I can remember, and I'm the old man here. Yeah. yeah. I remember Mad Cats. I mean, Cats. sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're both like, I mean, wow. wow. So my understanding, I could be wrong. I could be wrong on this, and, and somebody will correct me if I did, but... My understanding is that they kind of invested a lot in the new rock band gear, mm-hmm. like new rock band and Guitar Hero stuff, and that kind of flopped last year when it came out. Yeah. So they had all this money invested in peripherals that nobody was buying. Right. And so I, mean, I haven't bought um I haven't bought a third party controller in a long time. Let's be honest. The first parties are making killer hardware now. Yeah. You don't need third party controllers. I have in front of me right here the uh, the Xbox One Elite controller. This thing is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm using it. Okay, I, I'll tie this into my next thing on my list. I'm using this right now on my PC to play Hollow Knight. And okay. Hollow Knight okay. is a game I'm reviewing. It's a people call it a Metroidvania. I I don't like the term Metroidvania, so I think what I'm going to start using this is my own term would be. Uh, platforming adventure game, because that's what it, it's a two D. You're you're in a big you giant put 2D world. In there, because if you say platforming adventure, I think Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. So like, yeah. Two D platforming adventure. Yeah. That's probably what it. Is. That makes sense. Um, it's it's a massive game though. I'm 14 hours in, and from everything I can tell, it's going to be like another 10 to 15 hours before I beat it. When's the last time you bought a Mad Cat's controller? Like what console? We'll go with. Oh, or any man. third party if you can't think of the last Mad Cat. Probably PlayStation 2 for a proper mm-hmm. controller. Mine was GameCube, because GameCube I don't I know everyone yeah. loves the GameCube controllers. Yeah. Uh, Mad Cat made a way better GameCube controller. Huh. Um, yeah. 
was much smaller fit in your hand like a PS2 controller. That's the last time I bought one. I The only third-party controllers I ever got are ones I still use, and they are for GameCube. They aren't Madcast, they're WaveBirds, and I just got them because they're wireless, and they still work so well. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I love them. Like, yeah. I mean, you have to put some batteries every now and then, but, like... Sure. It's crazy, like, yeah. how they've just you know, lasted so long. Cause I used that even from the beginning when I first got my GameCube, not when I like had like years of already having it. It was like when I first got it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that market has transformed, you know, it used to be like, all the, the controllers are 40 or 50 bucks a piece, but here's, here's one with turbo functionality on all the buttons for 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of transformed. People want the boutique item, you know, the, the Xbox one elite, the, the scuff controller that has all the, the extra knobs and gadgets and widgets yeah that's going to run you 150 bucks but it's a killer controller and you'll use it forever. You know? Yeah. End of an era. Yeah. It's weird. I hate to see Mad Cats go. Uh, and then... This is so stupid. PETA has filed some sort of... I don't know if it's oh a suit or goodness. what. I saw this. Against Nintendo... For the milking minigame in 1-2-Switch. I think it's just a letter to Nintendo. Yeah. It's it still made it to the outlets. Like Yeah. Yeah, I, I ranted about that um, with my roommate the other day. About how absolutely ridiculous it is. It said something in the letter along the lines of, Hey, if you want to like make a game about milking cows, why don't you make it completely accurate and put in all like the abuse and like stuff that the cows get and like stuff That's like exactly, that. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, why don't you make a game for that and see how it sells to children? Are you kidding <laughs> me? Like, you are... I- I'm sorry, but you are dumb. I was much more uncomfortable with the fact that I can eat wolves in Zelda than I am with the idea of milking a cow. Yeah, it's just, yeah. oh, God. I think it's super weird that you can eat dogs in Zelda. I mean, not dogs, they were but like, wolves and foxes. Oh, yeah, there's nothing humane about all these dairy farms, you jerks, Nintendo. Like, <laughs> uh, look, you're not unethically treating a cow by using a Joy-Con to milk a digital... Hey, if anything, PETA, they go... People can go to the freaking Switch to milk a cow instead of actually milking a cow. <laughs> if they really feel just, like it. <laughs> I think that's so dumb. It's everything what is that PETA game does. that's awful? It's like Feed Your Pet? Tamagotchi? Uh, it's called... There is a game where... Uh, I thought it was made by PETA. It might not have been. It was the awful. wait. Is it the one that they made off of Pokemon? They made one off of Pokemon, and it's all no, about how that. Pokemon like abuse each other. And then you have to like say it was really weird. Um, there was this thing where you you feed the pet and then you you groom it and everything, and then in the end you're turning it into canned food. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it's kind of Savage. a spoiler for anyone to play it because you're not supposed to know that. Like you you're slowly doing all this stuff, and then it's like press start, and then you you turn it into canned food. Oh wow. my gosh, that's so... That's actually kind of funny, though. Um, depending yeah, on what the grief. type of animal is, because... It's oh, a little bird. It's a little bird. Yeah, because I'm going to eat a little bird, unless it's like a freaking chicken or turkey. I'll eat chicken and turkey. I'll raise up say, a chicken, chicken or turkey, chicken or turkey, turkey then... Yeah. I, so, when we were little, uh, my older brother bought us all, like, lobster, and they were alive. And so they were mailed to our door, and they were alive, and I kept playing with it. And... 
my mom took it away from me and she was like you can't befriend this thing and i was like why not and she's like this will be your dinner tonight <laughs> she was worried that i would like befriend it what it is a pet yeah. you can't cook terry <laughs> terry oh, the lobster um Rock final lobster. big news item for games this week jack hd has been announced Ooh. jack so can find top five favorite games that's going to go into a, like a pop quiz someday. So, <laughs> from what I can find on uh, Polygon, it looks like they're just bringing them back as PS2 classic titles. What? I heard HD. That's not what they have on... Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, as, as with all PS2 on PS4 titles, these four games will be up-res to 1080p. And Sony is adding oh. net pl- PSN trophies. Well... Okay, it's less exciting. Yeah, Jack Two is one of my favorite games. I'm probably gonna buy this because I love, like I said, Jack Two is one of my top five favorite games. It was like Grand Theft Auto, but like for kids, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh, you want to talk Grand Theft Auto for kids? I got you covered there too. You're playing right into my wheelhouse this week, man. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about the pull list, and we'll start with this since you talked about Grand Theft Auto for kids. Lego City Undercover is getting released. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> and that's coming out on every platform. So that was just a Wii U thing last last time around. Yeah. That's coming out to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch this time around. But Jack 2 wasn't that much for kids. It was, like, for teens. Okay, yeah. That weren't allowed. A little bit of dark content in there. Yeah. I don't want anyone to like, I'll get my kid Jack 2. Um, because it's it's a bad game. But a little bit more friendly than GTA, but not friendly enough for kids. Yeah, you can yeah. steal cars. Cops are always after you. Um, and then it was super dark humor that was fantastic. Uh, you want Lego the City. darkest humor? The <laughs> darkest humor coming out this week. Oh, my goodness. Bulletstorm Full <laughs> Clip Edition. <laughs> I am the master of transitions today. Yeah, you guys are just... Do you guys just work part... Is there actual part, humor in this? Partway is segues. Okay. Like, my goodness. <laughs> I played the original Bulletstorm back in the day when it came out on Xbox 360. Uh-huh. It is grotesque from... <laughs> From the standpoint of the humor, the sense of humor, and the gore. Okay. It's a first-person shooter. It's made by the company that I think people can fly. The new version's going to have Duke Nukem in it as well for a playable character. Because it's huh. it's owned by Gearbox now, I think. Huh. Okay. Um, Duke and Nukem. Duke Nukem. You, it's, it is the most arcade version of a first-person shooter I've ever played. It's like I said, the humor's grotesque. It's got a lot of dirty language, a lot of explosions and body parts and stuff. It might be one of the most fun first person shooters I've played in a long time. <laughs> well then. Despite itself. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's just you get a whip, okay? Like a tether. You can kick a dude up in the air, tether him, pull him back to you, like jump kick him and then shoot him with something, and you get Arcade points bonuses <laughs> awarded for everything you do. Wow. Plus, it has Duke Nukem. Well, I don't care about Duke Nukem, but... I'm that, sad about the new game. I didn't play it, but uh, it was like a little over the top from what I... That said, stuff I did see. Bulletstorm is not, not intended for anyone that's not at least 18. Do not let your kids play Bulletstorm. <laughs> okay. Please. <laughs> Raising hoodlums up in here. 
<laughs> and uh, talking about hoodlums, oh Parappa the Rapper is coming back. We got uh, the the remaster Parappa the Rapper is coming out this week. I never played that game. I've never even heard. All of, of my friends had it. You've never heard of it? No. <laughs> Have you heard of Um Jammer Lammy? What? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we have a child on here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was one of the first rhythm games ever. Okay. Uh... And you have to time the button presses in with with uh, with what's said on screen. Wait, is it with the um? It's a t- flat 2D style in who's in a 3D the, space. Who's like the? Is there? Is there a main character? Yeah, Parappa. Yeah, is pra- is Parappa uh, like an animal or no? Yeah, he's, he's a little. A dog, he's a, a dog. Okay. Yeah. No, then I have seen that before. Okay. I just I yeah. didn't. Yeah. Okay. Master Onion. He's punch kick. It's all in the mind. I've seen something like that. I've just I've never. <laughs> I had played it. I had that. On a, I thought it was the best thing in the world, and I was like, I don't get it because I don't like. I had the games. first level on a PS One demo disc. I'm so old. old school. <laughs> a PS1 demo disc. Yes. That's super old school. Yep. Uh, kind of going old school, though, with it. Drawn to Death is coming out this week. That game is basically completely taking place like in a high school kid's notebook. It looks like everything is literally drawn on paper. That's cool, There though. is a shark. What did I call her? Stripper? Yeah. That's what you said. That's what she said. She, he, it, it's a shark wearing fishnets. Be aware. I don't know if that's the only character you play as. That's just like what I opened up when I looked it up. If um, I'm not mistaken, this is being <laughs> this is the next project by the guy that created God of War. Oh, really? Jaffe. David Jaffe's next program. He stepped down. So he made the God of War series and then made this. That's But it's sorry. free. This is going to be one of the PS4 free games for the month of April as well. The art style, I don't know. Because there's the snipper clips coming out for the uh, Switch. Um, that's also very, like, weird drawn looking. And I get the aesthetic. I'm just not a fan of it. I hate the way that Drawn to Death looks. I, I despise I the way that thing looks. Drawings come to life like that. but Yeah, usually that's a cool concept. But the drawings themselves don't look... Good. That's what I was going to say. The concept is really cool. I don't care to play something on notebook paper. Yeah. I mean, Fair enough. there's not much color in it at all, and that really bothers me. But conceptually, like it is cool. Is very, from what I've seen so far, it's like a... It looks, card, paper, it looks like construction paper, yeah. Grid paper, that's the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um... I don't know. That's a notebook paper video game. I, I, I don't like Yoshi's yarn um, design either, though. I'm kind of weird about that. Like, yeah. I want, I want the HD look. I don't know. I like a weird way to revert back. I liked um, Kirby's epic yarn a lot. Yeah. But then I got Yoshi's like the Woolly World, Woolly World, World, and yeah. I kind of was. I don't know. I didn't like it as much, which is weird because it was newer the same. and kind of the same. My thing is, yeah, I don't get like I don't care about the gimmicks. Like I got Paper Mario, that was fun. Um, but like, just make me a Kirby game or just make me a Yoshi's game. Yeah, I don't need yarn and stuff. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, I'll we got one, it's one of the greatest Nintendo games. There's Oops. one major release left for the week. This is the biggest release of this week. Persona 5 yeah. is coming out. That is pretty big. Yeah, I would agree. So, all right. I'll, I'll just talk about it a little bit. Persona or the JRPG games... The guy that reviewed it for IGN gave it a 9.7. He platinumed the game in two languages. Okay, <laughs> then, Mr. He, he imported it from Japan. He said that he was taking... He can't read Japanese at all. <laughs> and so, there would be... like Once he got the English version of the game, he felt real stupid because there would be things where, you know, it was like, talk to the teacher at the front of the classroom, and it would take him two seconds to do in English... When he was playing through the Japanese version of the game, it was taking him an hour because he would have to go around and hit X on everything. Yeah, I just had no idea. Well, yeah. Wow. But he said he spent like 250 hours on that game. I think Open Critic's general... We're on Open Critic, by the way. Check that out if you get a chance. Yeah. OpenCritic.com. Open Critic's rating of Persona 5 is like a 90-something. Oh, wow. I think I saw it's in the top half of, half of a percent of all games on on the on the site. Well, that's a good sign. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. Nice. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for me for the week. Cody, what are you geeking out about? Uh, a lot of the same stuff that you were. I watched Iron Fist. We, I basically gave all of my opinions on Iron Fist. Um, I I enjoyed it. I think it was really great. Uh, Zelda, going back to that a little bit, um, I now have the Master Sword. Ooh. I wanted to do it before I got any of the, what are they called, Giants, Guardians. Oh, yeah. Thing. Um, I wanted to get it before all of them, and I I didn't. I gave in and beat the Gerudo one, because I was basically, like, I had gotten up to the boss, um, and then walked away from it. I... I've been cheating a lot with it, and it makes me feel... It's really interesting. I've never cheating. played a game. Um, and the fact that, like, I'm going to the internet a lot for it. Oh. Um, and it's it's really weird to me, because I used to be really against that, especially the Zelda game. Um, but this open world's so big that whenever I get up to something, and I don't understand it, I don't want to walk away. And so I've been looking up a lot of stuff. I know now how to do... Um, you can take your hearts and change them for stamina. Um, what? Yeah, it's cost you 20 rupees. Um, it's in not the Kyokuri, Kakariko village, okay. but the second one. Um, over by your house, if you if you buy a house. Um, so I was able to get the oh, house yeah. that way by giving all the stamina away. Um, and so, yeah, I think now that I have the Master Sword, my next step is to go get the other Divine Beasts. That's what they're called, Divine Beasts. Divine Beasts, that's right. Um, so that's, that's next on the list. Get all... The rest of those three go beat Ganon. Um, super excited for DLC for this game. I was kind of like annoyed at first. I was like, man, DLC for Zelda, that's going to be weird. Uh, but this A hard mode. So, and Yeah. This world's so big that I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. Um, I think there's a lot they can still do with this game that they. Because it's a lot of open world, but it's a lot of open world that you can't do much in. Okay. Um, and so it, I still feel very point A to point B. Um, I, I wish kind of that fast travel wouldn't have been implemented immediately. It would have been really annoying, but I think you would have got a bigger, a better scope of the world if there wasn't as fast travel. I'm 20 hours in and I haven't seen half the world. <laughs> I got all of the map the first week. 
I have not. <laughs> that was the first thing I did was I'm very like I've been weird about it. I go from like objective to objective, and they're all objectives in my mind. I'm like, okay. this is what I'm doing next. <laughs> um, nice. It's a I did wanna, beautiful world. I did want to ask you, you, I know that you played the crap out of Final Fantasy XV. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode Gladiolus came out last week. Have you oh, gone yeah. back to that yet? I We don't even have it bought, I don't think. Um, okay. So I probably won't play it. Um, play it okay. as well. My wife, so she's a huge Final Fantasy fan. Um, she hasn't said a word about it yet. She's been playing Zelda nonstop. Uh, <laughs> she's probably put more hours into Zelda than I have, and she's never played a Zelda game before. So I saw something funny, and I just want to mention this real quick, because okay. the, the embargo on it will be up by the time that I mention this. Our ukulele review will be live on the site by the time that you re- that you hear this. Ooh. Yeah! When does ukulele release? I'm not sure, but the embargo lifts tomorrow, and we will have our review up within an hour of the embargo release. I can't wait to read oh, it. That's exciting. Um, it comes out next week. Man, I haven't got nearly as far on Zelda. i got to play ukulele. And here's the thing. like Our reviewer, Maurice, I saw him talking earlier, and he said as much as he's enjoying ukulele and everything that it has to offer, his family just wants him to go back to Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) His family's enjoying watching him play Zelda. It'll be good for me to have ukulele for when Tia's playing Zelda, because she can play it on the little screen, and then I can play on my PS4. Oh, yeah. uh, Play some ukulele. I need to get that game going, because I'm I'm super, super excited for that. Um, Yes. Probably more than Zelda, and I'm a huge Zelda fan. Um, Yeah. Just because I've been waiting since so my childhood long. for a game I mean, like it. Yeah. <laughs> I got high hopes. I'm a little worried. My my bar is definitely high for that game. Well, we'll know come tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yesterday by the time you hear this. Especially if Maurice is writing it. Maurice is a very um He's cr- he's got the critical eye. Yeah. But that's good. Yeah. I mean you yeah. get what like you you get a good understanding of what the game is through yeah. um his reviews. There's no yeah. fandom bias, I feel like, with him. Correct. Very little. Yeah. Uh, I also watched The Walking Dead. Got I haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to tell you who um, lives and who dies. And No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see no. you guys next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I, I will say this, and this is going to be cruel. Um, I have mentioned uh, something in the podcast previously that I was correct about. And that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, probably one of the best episodes of the season. I'll, I'll put that in there. It's it's really good to see, um, like, because you remember the first episode of the season was really dreary. Um, uh, yeah, dreary's a good word for it. <laughs> they uh, they definitely ended on a on a high note. Um, okay. And so that was that was good to see. Um, I'm kind of mad because I've been waiting this whole season for basically next season to happen. From the sounds of it. Um, like, things are just getting started with this story arc, and that kind of bugs me, but uh, I, I can't wait for October. Uh, nice. And then also, some things that I'm excited about in the news realm. Uh, Jessica Jones, two has started filming. I know, Joe, you said you weren't interested in that. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to go, because the Purple Man was such an amazing villain. Um, that sounds super sexist to me. <laughs> I just thought about that. I don't know where they can go with this female character because the supervillain dude was really good. Um, no, I mean, like, it, he's such a force in her life in the show 
Um, and for her to have destroyed it, I feel like she's uh, already destroyed her worst enemy. Um, so I, I'm really curious of where they can go after this. Uh, but that's exciting. And then more Voltron uh, is coming in late 2017. So Awesome. I think... Does that mean that it's it's two in one year? Or did it come out in late 2016? Um, I feel like I just watched Voltron really recently. Um, I, I think it was really late 2016. It might have been November. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but yeah, we'll get more in late 2017. I'm really glad they're kicking Voltron out because Voltron has been a wonderful show. I, LJ thinks it's two in one year. He thinks it was early January, February. Um, okay. Yeah, if it was early January, that I can believe that. Um, so that's cool, especially since they've been very mid-season finale feeling. Um, I don't like that new thing in Netflix. They they had a lot of closure in Iron Fist, and I'm glad about that. Um, a lot of the shows feel like mid-season finales, and it's super uncomfortable to me to get a mid-season finale and then have to wait a year for more. Um, yeah. With, like, not even being greenlit right away. They're like, well, maybe we'll make another season, <laughs> even though we cut it off halfway through. Also, I've been watch. I watched Ghost in the Shell in the movie theater the day before it released, which was really cool. Because uh, usually I go to like Tuesday nights, um, a week after the movie comes out. Um, and so I, I really, really enjoyed it. I heard that it bombed at the box office, which sucks. Um, even though it's been good, getting good reviews. I think so it's just weird. because people are all like whitewashing. Let's not yeah. watch the movie. Let, who cares about reviews if it's a good movie? A you lot know? of people are, I've heard a lot of people with the whitewashing. I think a big thing it has to do with is that there were so many good movies that came out already this month. That's and true. So everyone's burnout. Like we watched, I watched Logan, Kong, didn't see Beauty and the Beast, but wanted to. I'm going to see Power Rangers on Tuesday. Um, and then I watched Ghost and Shell. That's a ton of movies in one month. Definitely. Uh, it's too much. Like Joe, who only goes to like two movies a year. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's all your movies in, in a month. I, I haven't even seen Rogue One yet. Right. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with why it may have bombed. The fact that Boss Baby beat it out makes me really mad. What is uh, Boss Baby? Oh, my gosh. Boss Baby shouldn't exist. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Oh, that's that animated thing. Yeah. Whatever. It beat Ghost in the Shell, like, by a landslide. Um, talk about the whitewashing. Uh I I don't know, because I'm white, but I didn't feel like it was that big of a deal. I'm going to be called racist. It's going to be all over the headlines. Um, no, I, it, the fact that they, they took scenes right out of the anime and made it live action. They completely translated exact scenes. Um, the fact that there are Japanese characters in the movie... Um, and everybody looks so close to their characters that even her boss, who's Japanese, um, he's got the same hairstyle in the live action movie, which is ridiculous, um, but very cool. And it, it works. Uh, and so and the fact that uh, I don't want to give too much away, but they kind of address the whitewashing. Um, she is owned by an American company in this. Uh, and so that needs to be kind of known. Um, and so it definitely didn't feel whitewashed um much like as much as i'm excited for death note i feel like death note is going to feel very uh whitewashed with it being uh the white characters but i think we need to get past like not every anime character is japanese just because it was made in japan um 
And I think that needs to kind of like be remembered because none of the characters in this anime looked super Japanese. Uh, and if you look at like, I was thinking about Sword Art Online, Kirito looks kind of Japanese, but I would never think that Asuna was Japanese in that show. Um, so I don't know. I just, a couple things to think about. Uh, other than that though, I loved the movie. It was one of my, I would say that it was the best adaption from any medium to a movie besides books. Um, really? Lord of the Rings pretty really hot praise. That is really yeah. hot praise. Video games have never adapted so well. Um, I've never seen the anime adapt so well. To take, for me, a good adaption will take scenes right out of the anime or the video game and bring them to life. And uh, that's that's what they did. I know a lot of people didn't like Killing Joke. Um, and I, I gave Killing Joke high praise for the same reasons. They took scenes straight out of the comic book and brought them to life. Um, but to see that, to me, really is like... People were worried that it wasn't going to be faithful to the anime. It was like as faithful as they could get, I feel like. So, good, good movie. Cool. But yeah, that is everything going on um that i'm geeking out about uh cool yeah joe where can they find you at find me on twitter at joe knows games and read all of my reviews on geeksundergrace.com and shelly you can find me on twitter at the shellshock24 and you can find me on twitch at shellshock24 and you can find me anywhere you put in cody armor closing keep gaming keep praying